having someone else's perspective on what you do can be very enlightening as well to realize you have created something that no one else can and it's your unique touch on it too. Hey there, it's Kathy and you're here on Rocky Retirement. I'm here with Kim Jameson Hurst, who is a YouTube star. Yes, she is, and she'll tell us all about it during the episode. But I wanted her to come on the show because she has a hobby, and it's been a while since we've spoken about hobbies, and so I wanted to start a series on that, and that's why I asked her to come on the show. And her hobby has to do with quilting. And Kim is kind of a big deal in the quilting world, and she's going to tell us all about it. So Kim, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kathy. I'm really pleased to be on here and able to talk with you today. Well, I am so glad that you came on the show to talk to us about quilting. Now, I have to admit, I'm not a quilter. When I was younger, maybe 13, 14, my church tried to get us all involved in sewing and quilting and knitting and crocheting. And, you know, I started a little bit of that, but I'm not really a crafty person. So I have a lot of respect for people that are. And quilts are like a major big deal, aren't they? They can be. Yes, they can. And you say you're not a quilter, but I would say you're not a quilter yet. Yeah. <laughs> See we how she did that? <laughs> yeah, we love to convert people. So <laughs> it becomes a bit of an addiction, actually. And it's, it's a lot of fun. And it's, it can become, uh, yeah, quite an addiction in your life, actually. But it's a great way to meet people. And I find quilters are very social. So if you like to get together and chat with people and accomplish something at the same time, quilting may be for you, Kat. <laughs> oh, well, maybe I will. Now, is it, it's kind of a group activity, isn't it? It it can be, you know, you can certainly do it on your own. It's much more fun to do it with other people. And certainly you get the inspiration and encouragement from other people. So I would say it's a, it's a little bit of both. So you can go off and do your own thing if you want, but it's it's more fun to do it with other people for sure. Well, let's start at the beginning. When did you start quilting? Oh, gosh, let's see. Not when I was 13. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my mother was not a quilter. She was a sewer. So she used to sew a lot of my clothes, certainly any of my um, important, you know, prom dresses or special event uh, outfits she would make, but she didn't quilt. She still doesn't quilt, actually. But I started probably about, oh, maybe about 12 years ago, I would say. And it was through friends of mine, because I always thought quilting was, you talk about a group activity, I always thought it was hand quilting, you know, around the quilting frame and, and all done by hand. And I just I don't have time for that. I, I, I like things done quickly. So that just sounded really boring to me. So um, I did have a couple friends that I found out quilted. And so when they explained a little bit more to me, and you can do it with a machine, and it's much quicker than I thought it would be, I thought, well, that sounds kind of interesting. So one of my friends said, well, you know, you'll either like it or you won't. And the only way you're going to know is if you take a course. So I took a course at a local shop. And that was it. I was addicted right from the hop. <laughs> I have probably more fabric books, patterns than I'll ever get through in my lifetime. <laughs> but um, I really enjoy doing it. And so it's it's one of those things. People either really like to do it or they say, why are you cutting up fabric just to sew it back together again? It makes no <laughs> sense to me at all. <laughs> so you're on one side of the fence or the other there. <laughs> Don't they also have these gigantic machines that quilt patterns yes. in the, I'm trying to think of what they were. I, I, I don't know where I... Yeah, long arm quilting machines. Right. Um, they, yes, yes. And I have one of those in my studio actually too. 
So yes, see, it's an addiction. It starts small and (laughs) it builds up. (laughs) So yes, that's, uh, I mean, you can, you can do everything you need to do in quilting with a regular, what we call a domestic sewing machine that most people have and that you sew on as well. Oh, you can. Yes. You don't need the big, big machine. It's easier. um, You know, that's debatable (laughs) again, depending on what your opinion is, but certainly if you have these bigger quilting machines, it allows you to lay the quilt out sort of like on a frame, except that the machine moves along and you can quilt, you know, larger, a larger area um, all at one time. So um, the only disadvantage there is that they take up an awful lot of room <laughs> in your studio and they're quite expensive. Right. So that's that's a downside on, on those. But you can accomplish you can actually put your project together much quicker with those. Now, do most people quilt the little squares or are they quilting a pattern on a, I don't know what to call it, like a blanket thing. For for my listener who doesn't know what a quilt, you know, what okay. a quilt is or whatever, because I have all kinds of listeners. Yes. There are basically, now you correct me if I'm wrong, but there's basically two kinds of quilts. One is like when you're cutting little squares out and it's usually something, the little squares uh, could be something that's personal. You know, like maybe you're cleaning out grandma's house. Grandma's passed away. She's got all these clothes. You don't want to throw them away. So you cut them up in these little pieces and you turn it into a quilt or a couple Mm -hmm. quilts. So that's my understanding of what one way looks is like little pieces of fabric. Another type of quilt would be one piece of fabric that has patterns sort of sewn in to, I don't know what it's called, batting. Like there's like, it's like a mm-hmm. spongy kind of like thick, <laughs> I don't know what to call it. We um, have to get you quilting, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say probably a lot of my listeners are not, you know, they either are or they're not. There's probably some I'll get people writing in, Kathy, I can't believe you're so dumb about quilting. <laughs> but for people like me who don't quilt, I just want to put it in my childlike understanding. So there's two types. One would be like a big blanket type of thing that has a pattern sewn into it and the other is little pieces of fabric. Is is that correct? No. <laughs> no. Okay. See, I'm so glad that you're here. You can educate me. So tell me what a quilt is. Oh, let, me, let me see if I can explain this to you. Okay. So basically a quilt is something you've sewn together. It's pieces of fabric, typically cotton, not always. So you were talking about using people's clothing and stuff like that. People will do that. And so then you might have different kinds of of um, fabric content but for the most part we use cotton fabric and we will sew them together and we make a quilt top or some people call it a flimsy because it is kind of flimsy at that stage so it's just pieces of fabric sewn together into a design usually into a design and then you take the spongy part you're talking about is called batting okay so I was right because I said I thought it was batting anybody say spongy that's fun (laughs) (laughs) so you put the bat so you have your quilt top and you have the batting is in the middle. That's your middle part. And then you have a backing, which, again, is usually uh, cotton. And it can be pieced together, too, or it could just be one one piece. But a lot of, of times um, it's kind of plain, right, the back? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And then you the quilting, like when I'm talking about quilting or long-arm quilting, the quilting is actually the putting together of those three layers. So you actually have to sew them together so they stay together, right? So you actually, this is when the long-arm machines come in. That's what they're doing. They are sewing through all three layers there putting a decorative design on that too. <laughs> so that's another another um, layer really of, of quilts in quilting, I should say, is the actual quilting of the project. Okay, so that the first part that I said is probably closer to a quilt than the second part that I said. Yeah. So when I've seen the second 
thing where it's just one piece of cloth where there's a pattern in it. What is, do you know what that's called? No, you mean a pattern in it? Right, um, where they st- sew a pattern. Stitched into it, that can be what we call a whole cloth. Like if you have a one one big piece of fabric with, and you stitch with, with batting, batting, yep. batting and backing, mm-hmm. and then you stitch design on it, that's called a whole cloth quilt. A whole yes. cloth, cloth quilt. So it is a quilt, but it's... It's a quilt too, yes. Okay, yep. so I was right. I just didn't know what to call it or how to explain yes. it. And I, mis- I misunderstood how you meant that one. But anyway, <laughs> and, and some quilts have, well, you might have them where you talk about sewing pieces together. Some quilts have applique on them, which mm. are designs cut out that you, there's different ways of fastening onto a quilt top. I like to do applique, actually. So okay. that's one of the things I like to do. So you like too, to add that extra layer of complexity yes, into your quilt. Kind of, uh, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now how did you go from quilting 12 years ago to blogging and YouTube. And which came first, your blog or your YouTube? Blog, yeah. And I still I still blog too, but I blog. I actually started, um, okay, so you, you learn how to quilt, right? And you, you start doing different things and you find what you like to do the best in quilting. Like I said, I like to do applique quilts. I like to do that. And then I thought I'm one of these people who takes a pattern and always changes it. So I started designing my own patterns. Actually, I design patterns. I still sell patterns, but it's not my main focus these days. But I do, uh, I did, I should say, start with that. And that's kind of in conjunction with that, I guess, was blogging to, to get out there and to connect with other people, other quilters. From there, the next step, of course, when YouTube came along, <laughs> is why not make videos? Because what's difficult in a blog, and you'll find the same thing on, on your podcast, is if you're in a, um, a teaching mode and you want to show someone how to do it, and of course, quilting is very visual, very difficult to do that on a blog. I mean, you can put pictures in, but it's not the same as a close-up of what I'm actually doing at the sewing machine. So I think it was kind of a natural transition to go into YouTube because I can actually show people. So I will have different projects or maybe I'm talking about features on a sewing machine, that type of thing. That's the, the format or the, the platform, I should say, where it makes sense to do that is through video. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, what I do on the Rocky Retirement is fine with audio, but what you do is so visual, it makes perfect sense to do it on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So how long have you been doing the YouTube channel? I have to think about that because, you know, time just goes by pretty quickly. I mean, (laughs) I think probably we've been doing this probably four or five years now, I believe, thereabouts. I think, yeah, something like that. Yeah. It just seems, it just goes and goes and goes and you kind of forget how long you've been doing it. Right. Did, did your people who read your blog come over to your YouTube channel or did you start fresh with, with nobody on that YouTube channel? It's, that's hard to say, actually. I think I would say it's more like I started fresh because it's sort of two different audiences. Yes. It's two different mediums and sort of two different audiences. Sometimes there are some people who just prefer to read and they don't want to sit and watch through a, you know, a whole video that may be longer than the time they have at that point in time, or they're just not familiar with it. Um, I also think that you get a lot of people come and they're asking questions. How do I do this? Those are the ones that will come over to my YouTube channel because that's all they're looking for at that time. Then if they see there's other things that I'm producing that are interesting for them, they become subscribers and then they watch me all the time. So mm. kind of interesting. Some people who follow my blog are also my YouTube subscribers as well, but I have more YouTube subscribers and blog followers these days. Your blog and YouTube followers are your 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 super fans. They they will follow you everywhere. They seem to. They like to comment, and I love hearing from them. I really enjoy 
uh, when people, you know, because they can comment, well, on either medium, but I find on YouTube, and I think it's just because of the, the type of medium it is, that people do tend to comment there and ask questions. I get lots of questions there, and I answer them all. I answer oh, wow. them all. I like to read it through all my comments. I like to answer all of them, whether it's thank you for commenting or thanks for watching or whether it's here's the answer to your question. Um, and if I don't know the answer to their question, I can certainly point them in the right direction too, if, if it's to do with quilting, of course. <laughs> mm, interesting. So I have a million questions I want to ask you. Some have to do with quilting and some have to do with this YouTube channel because okay. my listeners are sometimes looking for a hobby. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that hobby might be quilting, but it also might be starting their own YouTube channel. So when mm -hmm. we come back from the break, I'm going to ask you those questions. So listeners, we'll be right back. Do you want to join in the conversation? Have a question that you need help with? Join our Facebook group. It's free and we have fun in there along with supporting each other. Just go to rockyourretirement.com slash community and apply to be a member. Okay, we are back from the break and I'm here with Kim Jamison Hurst and she is a does kind of two things. One is she's a major quilter. She's been doing it for 12 years. And the next is she's a blogger. And then as if she doesn't have enough to do on top of that, she's a YouTube queen. So I want to come back and welcome back, Kim. What made you start? I know I kind of asked this before the break, but how did you, I mean, you just thought all of a sudden you were going to start a blog. I mean, you're like, okay, well, I'm teaching people how to quilt and I think I'm just going to start a blog. Like what made you start that? Because not everybody is going to come up with the idea to actually start a blog or start a YouTube channel. Um, that's a good question. I don't know if I've ever sat and really thought <laughs> what prompted me to start that all of a sudden. Um, probably because I am someone who's always wanting to learn. And so I was learning through other people's blogs, other quilters blogs, um, to see what they were doing. And, you know, if there was techniques I wanted to learn, that was where I was going initially. And I think I thought, well, I could do this too. You know, I have a lot to share. <laughs> I love teaching people. That is sort of, I should have been a teacher. I should have gone through and, and become a teacher because I've done it in various jobs. I've had training people and that type of thing. And my grandmother was a teacher too. So <laughs> I've been following her footsteps, but I love to, to teach people. I love to help people. Um, and I, I am kind of a squirrel personality. I always say I'm a squirrel personality. I go from thing to thing to thing to thing. Um, <laughs> So I have a lot of knowledge about a lot of different things, I guess. <laughs> a little knowledge, I should say, a little knowledge about a lot of different things. So, I, you know, I have a lot of, of information about quilting, a lot of different ideas. And I thought I would just put those out there in that format. That was what was available at the time. And I just think that I thought was a way to connect with other people as well and share some of that information and hopefully help some other people too. Love it. And you have like a whole business about quilts, mm -hmm. right? I do. Yes, I do. I um Besides the blogging and the YouTube videos, um, I have a few other things I do. I'm a Janome artisan. So Janome is a manufacturer of sewing machines, and I do work for them. I do a blog post for them once a month, and I produce um, projects or tutorials, and I do videos for them on different machines that they lend me so I can help people learn about them. Um, that's one of the things I do. My own business is um, I'm an online educator, so I have courses that I uh, have available for people online. My patterns, I mentioned before that I'm a pattern designer. And 
So I sell patterns for sale as well. And I also do um, a quilt along. Uh, we, I've been doing a quilt along. We just started last year with a designer um, in North Carolina, actually. Now, what is a quilt along? A quilt along is, um, well, you're making a quilt mm-hmm. and you're doing it in different sections. So what we do is we start and maybe we have right now, we just, we just started our latest one called the community quilt along just started yesterday, actually. So I'm really excited about it. And it's in four parts. So the first month, like it comes, the new part is released every month. So for example, the first one came out September 18th. And that'll be like the first part of the quilt. It's the first block. It's in four different blocks, if you will. So it's the first block of the quilt. And we also have videos with it. So you can quilt along with me. I'll show you different things, um, you know, tips about how to do it and different ideas you can try with your own project. Oh, I see. You're at home quilting by yourself, but you're doing it as a group. Yes. Yes. Oh, exactly. Okay. So we have. Okay. Yeah, so we have a group online. I have a Facebook. I have several Facebook groups, and one of them is to do with these quilt alongs. So oh, people can okay. come in there. They can ask questions. I can share information. Um, you know, it's a good way to support each other and help each other too. And we can see as people move along, they can show pictures. You know, do you like this fabric or that fabric? So um, yeah, so it's online, and so you can join anywhere in the world, which is really cool. So we have people from all over the world that join us. Oh. So we do that. Um, that's one, one thing I'm, I'm doing. And I also just finished up one in the summertime with one of, um, our local Canadian quilters actually too. That was a quick little one we did through the summertime and I anticipate doing more with her too. So I like to give people the opportunity to quilt with me anywhere in the world. Um, I'd like to share my information through my YouTube channels and through online courses, which are specific different techniques. Typically you started this as a hobby Mm-hmm. And now it's it's like a whole business. It's a whole business. Yes, it takes up quite a bit of my time and <laughs> and my husband's time too because he helps me in my business as well. So which is great because otherwise I'd have to hire someone to uh, film me when I'm doing my YouTube videos, and my courses. He does my filming for me. So the, the first time you did your YouTube video, did you do mm-hmm. it like did your husband help or did you just do it from your cell phone? What, how did you do that very first one? Do you remember? Gosh, I'm trying. To, I'm trying to think. You know, I have to think back, but I'm sure he was filming me. He does the filming part. He's got into that. There's so much information you have to learn. So much software you have to learn. I'm sure you can appreciate this, Kathy, uh, when you're doing these various things. So um, we sort of split things up. So he does the the video and the photograph photography sorry side of things. I do the, you know, prep and coming up with ideas and, and we kind of both collaborate on scripts when it comes to courses, but uh, obviously I'm the quilter, so okay. he, he can't help me with that. But So you basically <laughs> started doesn't. the YouTube video after you already had a business. It wasn't a hobby when you first started. Yeah. You were already in business. Yes. Did you ever think when you first picked up your first quilt that you would, that would someday be your whole business? <laughs> No, not really. No, <laughs> no, I don't think I thought I thought that at all, really. And um, like I said, it becomes a, an addiction. It become it can become almost everything in your, in your life if you take it to this level. But no, I didn't think I would do that. Um, I love doing this. I'm always looking for more opportunities, actually, uh, more ways to share that information because I'm really obsessed with quilting. So I like to connect with other people. And I like to provide them with information and, and help as well in various formats. Wow. So who knew that there was this huge community of quilters? Everyone's all over the world, right? It's not just... Yes. Oh, yes. There's, there's, there are more quilters than you'd realize. We are out there. <laughs> You're taking so, over. <laughs> we're taking over. There's, it's, it's a, you know, I don't know how many billion dollar business it is now in the United States. Um, figure something like 35 billion or something like this in, in revenue. So there are a lot of quilters around for sure. I mean, some of these people have been doing it for a long, long time. 
Wow. And I'm kind of on the young end of the scale as far as quilters go. So, <laughs> so is it rude for me to ask you how old you are? No, it's not rude. I'm 59. 59. Okay. Yeah, so still very young, not, you know, mm-hmm. not retirement age or anything like that. No, not yet. Not but yet. probably thinking about it. So you could be a listener to the Rocky Retirement Show. Yes. Yes. Well, there's other tips that I can get from it too, right? There's lots of good information on your podcast, Kathy. So thank you. Yes. Thank you. So, so your, when we first talked, um, we had this topic of reclaiming your joy in your hobby. Mm-hmm. So do you have any tips on that? If somebody has a hobby and it's kind of gotten, you know, stale, maybe how do they reclaim that joy? Well, you know, the one thing I'm, I'm hearing, it's interesting because I hear, you know, again, I said, I'm the kind of the younger end of the scale as far as quilters. And I, a lot of them are retired and they do this, you know, a lot, right? They belong to different guilds or they sew at home a lot. So they really enjoy it. Um, but one thing that's interesting is I find a lot of them feel guilty. Uh, sometimes they feel guilty for the time they spend, the money they spend on their hobby, this type of thing. And I was talking on my Facebook live a couple of weeks ago and I said, you know, you shouldn't feel guilty about something that is that brings you joy or that's supposed to bring you joy why would you do a hobby otherwise and I said I don't know many golfers and my father is a huge (laughs) huge golfer I don't know many golfers who feel guilty when they go out and spend several hours out in the golf course yeah they don't feel guilty and that's not free and that's not free either exactly (laughs) so I'm thinking why are you feeling guilty and they feel like they you know they will like at guilds you'll see them get up and show off their work and stuff and a lot of times I find they'll say well you know, I made this, but I, you know, I wasn't really happy with this, or I would have done this different or what, you know, things like that, comments like that. And I go, you know, you, they're comparing themselves to other people, right? Mm-mm, yeah. And going, you can't do that. You cannot compare yourself to others because there's always someone who's going to be doing better work than you. And there's always someone who's going to be doing not so good at work as you, right? Like there's always levels in, in everything you do. So I, I feel that they just sometimes compare themselves too much. So I try and say, look, Everything you do, every quilt you make or whatever your hobby may be, whatever you do and however the outcome is, that's how that particular one is meant to be. That was how it was meant to be. Maybe next time you would do it differently, but you wouldn't know that if you hadn't done this project this way, right? So I think that they that people just need to get back to what attracted them to the hobby in the first place, whether it was the social component or whether they like being creative and, and you know, can actually make something with their own two hands and appreciate what they make, what the result is, and not compare yourself to anybody else. You know, you really have to stop doing that. We all do that. I think, and especially as women, I think we do that a lot. Yeah, I but think I, you're right. They just, yeah, they just have to stop comparing themselves and enjoy the process as they go along. And sometimes I think you even need to step back and, and stop maybe for a little bit, take a little bit of a break, you know, and just go do something else for a while. And then you come back to it with fresh eyes too. Mm, perfect. That is true. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't compare yourself to others and take a step back and just review what you've done and enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. And appreciate, you know, the, I mean, I guess if you look at whatever you make, like, for example, if I look at someone who's doing woodworking, for example, I have no skills in that area whatsoever. I've never tried to make anything like that. I have no skills, but I can appreciate the workmanship that goes into anything like that, or even the effort that goes into it. Right. And so if they're not happy with and say, well, I kind of want it to turn like this. I'm going, really? Because, man, I think that's amazing, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So having someone else's perspective on what you do can be very enlightening as well to realize you have created something that no one else can, and it's your unique touch on it too. Hmm. I love how you took this hobby and turned it into a job or, you know, a business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And um, I mean, I bet you never thought that 12 years ago. It's just I just certainly didn't. <laughs> wonderful. And your husband is part of the business too, right? Yes, he helps me in the business for sure. He's the one that makes sure I, I keep working on things and <laughs> he makes sure things get done. I can, As I said, I have this squirrel personality, so I can tend to wander off and explore <laughs> other aspects of quilting that really aren't pertinent to what I'm supposed to be accomplishing that day. So he, no, he is very good about, um, he does, like I said, he does my filming. He also does all my editing as well. So once we're done, you know, my thing is to get ready and to film, um, to come up with the ideas. Um, we have the setup, I do the filming, I make the project, whatever we need to do to get ready, we do that. And then I go, okay, then I'm done, right? I'm done at that point in time. Mm -hmm. But he still has to go and do all the editing, as I'm mm -hmm. sure you can appreciate. He has to do all that. So then we wait for that. And then I, I take it up and it's up on YouTube. And I am the one who, who does all that part of, of things. So um, it's a good split. Um, but it's, it's kind of overwhelming, you know, when both of you are involved in it. And sometimes I think you need to take a step back from that occasionally as well. And and kind of realize that other things in life are going on around you too. So, <laughs> well, also, you know, I have a lot. I have a lot of listeners that are a little worried about when they do finally retire, spending mm -hmm. twenty four hours a day with their spouses. Uh -huh. And it sounds like <laughs> you're doing that now. So I'm going to put you on That's the spot true. and ask <laughs> you if you have any advice on how to do that and still have a good relationship. How do you spend twenty four hours a day together? Well, we don't because we both have jobs. So that's oh, <laughs> that's so this wait—that's the first thing. He's not retired. Oh, okay. He's, okay, he's not retired. He's a, he's an engineer. He's a project manager here in Calgary. He works in the oil and gas industry, so he has a very busy job and works a full full uh, day's work outside the house before he comes home, and then he'll spend his evenings, you know, with me working on on the side that side of the business. Or on weekends. We usually film on weekends. So this is not full time for you. This is, um, do you have a job outside of this as well? I do. I do. I work uh, part time. I work four hours a day at a, an elementary school. It's a French immersion elementary school. So I'm, I'm one of the admin people in the office. So I work there and then I come home around noon and then I start into this side of this business. <laughs> so. You know, I had another guest on the show and she said... Uh, basically describes what she did. I don't know if it describes what you do or not, but she mm -hmm. called it a jobby. It was, it was <laughs> a hobby that was also kind of like job. a job. Yeah. Yep. Is that kind of yep. how you feel about your business? I guess, I guess so. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not, it's certainly nothing I can retire on right now, mm -hmm. but I'm enjoying doing it. So, you know, every so often it gets a bit overwhelming and I'll be like getting a bit stressed because there's so many things to do and, you know, we have different deadlines and things, don't always run smoothly, as I'm sure you can appreciate. So, you know, I'll start getting a little overwhelmed. And then Gary will say, well, do you want to stop doing this? And I go, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy this. I love this. I think, you know, um, for us, and you talk about people looking forward to retirement, we don't talk about retirement yet, even though we're both, he's just a little bit younger than me, but we're both in that age group, right, that you think you'd be looking ahead. But both of us are the kind of personality that will always be doing something like I mean, this job that I'm doing right now with quilting is something I can continue to do as long as I'm able to do it. So, um, and he, you know, enjoys that part of the business too. So we figure we will just keep doing this, if not other things as well, um, you know, outside the home, because we're just those kind of personalities. We're not sit at home kind of people. We're not, we're not golfers. <laughs> either, you know, but... I think, I think that's true with a lot of, um, a lot of tail end baby boomers. Yeah. You know, they... I don't want to retire, quote, unquote, I want to mm. do things and have fun and, and, but 
have the time that they need to take to be able to do what they want to do. And, you know, like if you want to take off. Yes. Yeah. Do something, go take it off. So, yeah. So I think for, for us right now, I think both of us are, like I say, we're both out of the house. We have our own things out of the house. So you still have things that, you know, just I'm doing right at the school and he's doing his things at, at work. So we have that side to our lives, which is our own, right? Um, he doesn't know how things go at the school exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, when I come home, I have, I'm Kim at the school. Then I come home and I'm Kim the quilter. Mm-hmm. So I kind of have my own personality, you know, separate from my business. So I think that helps where we both are out, you know, doing other things with other responsibilities. Right. And then we come home and work together on things. But I mean, sometimes it, it can get a little tense. <laughs> I must admit. Sometimes we need our own space, our own we time do. away. We do. And so that's when I go down to my quilt studio and I quilt. That's my time away. Hmm. And and he is in editing videos for me probably. But right. he, does, he does his thing too. So, so yeah. it, it is good to have a hobby or a jobby or, you know, all of that. And I, I do appreciate your coming on the show to talk about Chatterbox Quilt. Wait, it's chatterboxquilts.com, yes. correct? Yes, chatterboxquilts.com. Yes. So if somebody wanted more information about your classes or your patterns and everything that you do, how would they get in touch with you? They can go to my website, which is www.chatterboxquilts.com. They can also email me at kim at chatterboxquilts.com. And basically, if you're looking, because I'm all over the place online, <laughs> um, if they just go on and search for me, they can search for my name or they can search for Chatterbox Quilts and you'll find me on YouTube and Twitter and Facebook and <laughs> all over the place. But that's probably the easiest way to find me is just to search for Chatterbox Quilts. Wonderful. So chatter, yeah, Chatterbox is one word and Quilts is a separate word. I'm going to put a link to the to the uh, the website in the show notes as well. So if you're looking... Um, to get more information on quilting or what Kim is up to, then you can go to our website or if you forget the name, just head on over to the show notes and I will have links. So Kim, is there anything else that you would like to say before we say goodbye? Well, if you haven't tried quilting (laughs) and you're looking for an exciting hobby um, that is lots of fun and very social, I would give quilting a try. And so you know, there's always room for more of us. (laughs) Great. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. And to the listener, we'll see you next time on Rock Your Retirement.
Oh, wait, I wanted to thank you again for listening to the Rocky Retirement Show. If you're a new listener, a good place to start is episode 116. This explains the six pillars of retirement lifestyle and our general philosophy. Episodes 1 through 236 can be thought of as an encyclopedia. These are topics that may or may not be interesting to you. You can listen to the ones that you're interested in and forget the rest until the issue becomes an issue for you. And that's okay. I actually don't recommend starting with episode one and working through until the most recent. That's actually not how the show was designed. Of course, if you want to do that so you can see how the show changed over time, you're welcome to. Now, starting in August, actually August 31st of 2020, we changed the format of the show. The monthly episodes starting with 237 follow a real retiree from her pre-announcement through her first year of retirement. There might be bonus episodes, but we're committed to monthly. If you've enjoyed any of our past shows or the show that you've just listened to and you want to support us, you can do so in any of the four ways. One, share this episode with a friend or family member who needs to hear it. This is the most important way that people find us. Since our audience is typically older, we grow by having our listeners share our episodes with others. Two, subscribe to or follow the show using whatever podcast catcher you're listening on right now. Now, if you're listening on your computer, you can listen on your smartphone by going to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, iHeartRadio, Spotify. I mean, I believe on all of them. If you can't find us on the podcast catcher that you'd like to use, send us a note on the website at rockyourretirement.com and we'll make sure that we get on your favorite podcast app. But basically, what you do is you download the app and then you search for the show and when you find it, you'll hit subscribe. Make sure it's the Rock Your Retirement Show and that you hear my voice when you listen. Um, actually, there were some episodes where Henry Shapiro was a guest. Uh, we, we actually downloaded some of his episodes. So if you hear him, it's probably still the, the same show. There were maybe 34 or 35 episodes back in the beginning that we hosted on our show uh, when he decided to leave podcasting. Number three, how you can support us is by leaving a review. Whatever podcast app you're listening to normally has the option of leaving a review, either a written review saying how great the show is or just with stars. Five stars is typically the best. And of course, we're shooting for those five-star reviews. And if you tell us why you like the show, what you liked about it, it's actually easier for other people to understand what the show's about. A lot of people, when they find our show, they think it's about money. And of course, by now, you know that it's not. Number four, if you'd like to support us financially, of course, 
we're always appreciative of that. Just go to rockyourretirement.com slash support, and it will take you to our page where you can support us financially. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Rock Your Retirement. Bye.